When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, y'all, this is Texans Takes with James Roy. I'm James Roy, and on this week's episode, we're going to be breaking down the schedule that was released this past week. And in line with the theme of previous episode, we're going to be continuing our series, breaking down who I think is going to make the roster at each position. And this week, we're going to talk about the running back position. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, let's dive right into the regular season. So the Texans take on the Ravens away. Obviously not the best pull for your first game with a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach that are just trying to figure out how to make it in this league. I think the tougher matchup in this game is going to be Lamar Jackson versus the Texans defense. Obviously, CJ Stroud being a rookie, it's it's anyone's guess as to how he's going to play. The Ravens don't have a slouch defense, but I, this to start I, I is a matchup that I don't have high confidence that the Texans can win. So I'm, I'm going to I'd mark this as an L if I was asked to make you know, a predictive schedule at this point. Next, the Texans open up division play against the Indianapolis Colts here in Houston. Um, history would show that the highest odds the Texans have to beat the Colts are games that are played in Houston. We're also catching Anthony Richardson if he's playing at his rawest point. So I have high hopes um, and good reason to believe that this game could be a win. I, I would mark it as a win right now. Next, the Texans play the Jaguars. And I, I while I believe division games can go either way, this is another case where Really, regardless of where we play the Jaguars, history would show the Texans beat the Jaguars a lot. Um, they, they have the Jaguars numbers. I also will throw my hat into the ring of people that have kind of moved on from the grace period that has been given to Trevor Lawrence that a lot of people are still in. I'll step out on a branch and say it. I, I think Lawrence is a little overrated, and I don't see what he's done in the league so far to warrant a lot of the hype that he's gotten. I think at this point, if the Jaguars were asking to extend him, he's He's not worth money that's comparable to any of the quarterbacks that are getting extensions right now. Obviously, it still has time to prove that, but to this point, I'm kind of out on Trevor Lawrence. So that makes it easy for me to say that the Texans could win this game. I think that I would mark this as a win if I was predicting the season right now. Up next is the Steelers, and in line with the theme of history, the Steelers are a team that I put up there with the Patriots in terms of teams that I just think the Texans have a little trouble playing against. The Patriots obviously have been consistently good for most of the Texans' existence, as have the Steelers with Mike Tomlin. So, I mean, I have trouble marking this or really any AFC North opponent outside of the Browns as a win this season. So if I'm guessing this right now, I'd probably put an L in the column for the game against the Steelers. Now starts the stretch of games where we play the NFC South back-to-back weeks with a bye week in between. Um, we we played the Atlanta Falcons first in Atlanta. I don't think they've done anything outside of adding Bijan that gives me reason to be worried about this game. So short of Bijan having, you know, the equivalent of the annual Derrick Henry 200-yard game, I don't see the Falcons 
contending very well in this game, and I think it should be an easy win for the Texans. The Saints are up next in Houston, and while they've added Derek Carr and they've kind of made some moves that make me believe they're not going to be the worst team, I think it'd be a good game, but I, I think the Texans can win this one. I, I'd probably mark them as a W against the Saints in this matchup. Up next is the bye week, and the Texans have been historically kind of all right against the bye week. It depends on... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Up next is the Carolina Panthers. Depending on who you ask, I'd say 8 out of 10 Texans fans will probably tell you this is the most important or the, the most major game of the season. Not having any primetime games, this is really the closest you get to a game that could have been primetime in my eyes on the schedule with the number one overall pick facing off against the number two overall pick. In in my opinion, this matchup is easier to determine closer to because I, I need to see if Bryce Young is who we've said he is. I was very vocal in my opinion that the Texans should have taken Bryce Young if he was there and that he was my preferred quarterback. Now, in the time since the draft, C.J. Stroud has, in interactions with the media and through the power of the Texans' social media team, given me reason to believe that I may have been wrong. I'm, I'm more of a C.J. Stroud guy now, but I think that Bryce Young is who this hinges on for who wins this matchup. If he lives up to the hype and doesn't play like it looks, which at this point, you know, images from training camp will lead us to believe he looks like a, a make-a-wish kid who is, you know, having the time of his life getting to take a snap behind an NFL offensive line. But if he plays like Bryce Young from Alabama, then this this could be a tough game for the Texans. And if that's the case, I'd have to mark it as a loss. But if that's not the case, I think the Texans can take this game. And to close out our NFC South series, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to Houston to play the Texans. Now, the biggest thing for me is, is who's playing quarterback for them. They've got Baker Mayfield. Kyle Trask was drafted at some point. I don't know how much confidence they have in his ability to take the reins, but really either way, I think the Texans could come away with a win in this one. I, I'm more confident than not that they win this game against the Buccaneers. Then comes one of the more difficult matchups of the season, the Cincinnati Bengals in Ohio. November 12th could be a cold game. And I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I Joe, Joe Burrow, in contrast to Trevor Lawrence, has done everything he needs to prove that of the younger quarterbacks, he's up there. Really the only young quarterback, if we're talking generations of talent, I would say that Pat Mahomes is the top of his generation. And that's where I'd slide guys like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. But Joe, Joe Burrow is, is up there in that generation. He's truly playing at a great level, borderline elite. I mean, it'll be tough, especially with their offense. We're going to have to get lifetime performances from Derek Stingley and the entire Texans secondary to really make this a close game. So I, I initially, my instinct is to go with a loss here. Then the Texans play the Cardinals. This is another bad blood matchup just because of the trade and and how people have said that the Cardinals fleece the Texans. So it'd be an opportunity to make their pick look worse. It'd be an opportunity to, you know, make our pick look worse um, that they also have. Uh, so it's a win-win if we can win this. And I think it's it's very possible. Jonathan Gannon doesn't really give me take command and make the team great in one season vibes. I think that especially playing in NRG that this this is the Texans game to win. The Jaguars come out to NRG, and if there's one team in our division that I will predict to sweep every year, it is the Jaguars. I just don't have high hopes that they can win against us ever. Um, I think that the Texans have this one on lock. I'm going with a W. And in case you didn't notice, in December on the 3rd, that is the first game the Texans play that is not in the noon time slot and is the only game officially scheduled 
not for the noon time slot for the Texans this year. They'll take on the Broncos in Houston. Russell Wilson, maybe Sean Payton gets him right. If if Russell Wilson gets it right and Sean Payton makes this offense hum, I think the Texans have trouble winning this game. Do I have a lot of faith that that's going to happen? No, no, I don't. Then the Texans travel to East Rutherford, New Jersey to play the New York Giants. What a conundrum that is being in New Jersey and playing a team that claims to be from New York. The Jets are a team I have trouble believing the Texans can beat. One of the big things that hinges on is quarterback play. The I mean, at quarterback with Aaron Rodgers, I just have trouble believing, unless he just has a dud season. I mean, he did ask them to rebuild Green Bay in New York, so that is to his detriment. But I just have trouble giving the Texans a win here. I'm going with a loss for that game. Then we go up to Tennessee. Um, we're taking the, on the Titans twice in a two-week span, going up to one of the most awful places in the NFL, Nissan Stadium run by the team that still owns the Oilers' likeness and for some demented reason is probably going to use that likeness in this game against us because why wouldn't they? If they're with Will Levis at this point, I think that they can beat us, maybe, but even then I don't have high hopes for it. Um, If Will Levis is playing, I'll, I'll give them a split in the series and if they somehow come up with the answer that you know Malik Willis should be playing, I'd, I'd say we sweep them. And Tannehill, maybe a split. I don't know. I just don't think they're going to stick with Tannehill with all that money on his contract. But at this point, with my best guesses, I'd say a split in the series. We'll we'll take the game in Houston. So with this one being in Nashville, that's a loss. Up next is the uh, Cleveland Browns here in NRG Stadium on Christmas Eve. It's another game that I would say is a a game that people are hype about in the city of Houston because they don't want to see the Browns win. Again, I was at the Browns-Texans game. It was fun at times, but I kind of wish we would have won it. I think we can win it this year. I don't I don't think that Deshaun Watson recovers the way people think he's going to. I think that we just got a sample of how bad the deal is that the Cleveland Browns made. And to this point in the season, he may not even be starting is, is how bad I think that he's going to do next year. When you spend that much money on a player, much like the Broncos did with Russell Wilson, I you got to think that they might stick with him. Uh, but it's really late in the season. I Either way, I count this as a Texans win. For the New Year's Eve game, the Titans, I, like I said, it's in Houston. I say we get a win on New Year's Eve. So yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. And then to close out the season, we play the Colts. This is our only chance at a primetime game unless, unless the Texans make the playoffs, which is very possible in the eyes of some people, depending on how things fall. This game's in Indianapolis. Historically, Texans just don't do well in Indianapolis. So I'll I'll give this one to the Colts also with the development of Anthony Richardson, you have to believe that he might have found his way by that point. So I guess we'll see how it plays out. But now let's break down the running back position. To this point, I've done the quarterback position and I said that the Texans would carry three quarterbacks. I'm going to start tracking the total number of players I've said the Texans are going to take into the season. And I'm going to see if I can predict 53 players. Hopefully by the time we get to the end, I don't have to cut a position short to get to that number. So right now we're at three players on the roster with Davis Mills, Case Keenum, and CJ Stroud. And now let's look at the six running backs that are currently on the roster. You've got Xavier, Xavier Holiday, Voliday, Devin Singletary, Damian Pierce, Dare Ogumboale, Garrett Dokes, and Mike Boone. Honestly, I see the Texans carrying three, maybe four running backs. Um, Damian Pierce is a lock. Devin Singletary is a lock. I would say right now, I'm, I'm going to go with four. I'm going to say that Dare Ogunbowale makes the roster. 
And then I'm going to go with a wild card and undrafted free agent, Xavier Valade. I've just heard a lot of hype around him. If it's to be believed, then it's a worthwhile pickup that might actually benefit us on the roster. So to recount four players, that puts us at seven. And so GM, GM James Roy has now picked seven players to make the roster, 46 roster spots to go. So I guess we'll find out next time. But thanks for tuning in. This has been Texans Takes with James Roy. If you want to follow me on social media, it's at M1TexansFan. And if you want to keep up with any of the other teams in Houston, I've started producing some videos, not really on a recurring basis, but I've got a couple of other series out talking about the other Houston sports teams. So if you're interested, click subscribe, click like on this video if you liked it. Yeah, stay tuned. Until next time, see you later.